Yeah, sure. Smack his ass. That's cool. Whatever. This was a 40, we'll say, year old woman who just sexually attacked me. And it was awesome. Hey, handsome. How are you? Hope you're having a swell day, because guess what? You deserve it. I'm in New York for like the next eight weeks playing with children in the woods, so hit me up if that floats your boat. You want to get in on some of that action. Q's pet peeve of the week. Girls who say Cinco de Dranco on social media when it should most assuredly be Tranco de Mayo. Ugh. God, I agree. Drives me nuts. Tranco, like so obviously should it be Tranco de Mayo. Women on social media are so basic. Grow up. All right. I think that's all housekeeping. We're uh, working on sponsors. I'm working on stuff. Whatever. It's coming. Moving on to the show. Firstly, I apologize. There's a little bit of set building going on in the background on Camille's end because this was a Skype interview. Plus, there's a little bit of echoey nonsense at parts because she was only wearing one of her headphones and put the other one right next to her microphone. So my vocal signal reamplifies sometimes. Sorry, it's occasionally it gets a little vexing, so I apologize for that. It was just such a fun interview that I had to upload it regardless of sound quality. Uh, if it's really bad, please just send me hate mail or something. Anyway, my interlocutor, sup, great word, beef, interlocutor, uh, for today is the dazzling, uh, just arresting Camille Griffin, princess of the Bayou Playhouse in Lockport, Louisiana. She's a director and actress for the stage with a charming Cajun spice to her, which I'm sure you'll pick up on. Great convo. We were giggling the whole time. Check us out. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Brush your teeth. Listen to your moms. Eat, do your vegetables. All that stuff. Talk to you soon. Snuggly Dragon Podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show, young lady. This is episode 57? Maybe 56. Um, obviously, a whole lot to talk about here. We got two kind of up-and-coming, theatrical, kind of directorial, exciting people. Uh, why don't you just start off telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, what's going on over there. Tell me about the Bayou Playhouse. Tell me about your career thus far. Give me your goals and your, your camp. And you're just, just lay it all on me, sister. Okay, all right. So um, I am 25. I've been, in the, I've been in the theater business for 10 years now. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm still a young one in the business. Oh, shucks. Yeah, come on. We <laughs> um, um, goals, dreams, goals, I don't know. I kind of want to Just work. make it through the day? Yeah, I'd wake up, continue going, <laughs> do some theater, <laughs> go back to sleep, and repeat. Yeah, so that's that. Fight against the dying of the light. Uh, if you could pick one, would you do director or would you do actor? Mm-hmm. Director. Yeah? Probably, yeah. You'd be a great one. Um, you are a great one. I, Because uh, I, I kind of find myself... I'm kind of in the production side because at the very end of the day... If I could pick one, I would just be a quote-unquote actor, mm-hmm. um, just because I want to perform. I'm not necessarily super 
super passionate about like believably representing other characters and like telling dramatic stories in that way. I kind of just want to use my body to like make funny stuff happen and make uh, things happen. Yeah. Or just bring like physical joy to the masses by using like my physicality and, you know, maybe some of my brain. Um, so like, I mean, (laughs) some of your brain, (laughs) just, just some of it. (laughs) Well, you know, scientists say we only use 20% of our uh, brain. Okay. <laughs> I feel like we only use 20% of our hearts. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, if I could pick one, I would just try and be Jackie Chan, honestly. So, yeah, I wanted to kind of ask you, director, you just like kind of being control freak, firing the shots, being in charge? I have, I have, I have problems letting go of control if it's if i can't have it in my control then it it freaks me out yes i've uh i've witnessed that firsthand a little background for any of our observers um i was in the bayou playhouse's christmas spectacular it's a wonderful life directed by miss camille griffin over here Mm -hmm. i played what i played five or six parts i think you played like six parts (laughs) kind of lost count and uh, i definitely want to talk to you about that uh, because that'll be some fun banter but yes you seem like a very directorial strong-willed person you remind me a lot of my sister um what's What's your directing training so far? Because it's like a tough thing. There isn't so much an obvious directing school or curriculum. Mm-hmm. You've kind of just been school of hard knocks. Like you've just your parents own or your mom owns a theater, and you've just been around there for the past ten years, or kind of. I've 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 been under a lot of phenomenal directors, actors, people that have been in the business. So I've just kind of learned what to do, what not to do how to talk to people, how not to talk to people. Um, uh, yeah, well, let's no. start with that because that's, that's really important, actually. Because like, a lot of people have no idea what a director does, right? Right. Like Most people can't tell you what a director does, what a producer does, which I think is just kind of funny. Um, what, not, what is not to do? Are there any key points for any directorial students out there what you should not do? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, and I know I just said what not to do, but <laughs> but it was just as oh, but like I, 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 I haven't um, studied it. Like I haven't read a book about it because you know I feel like reading books about certain things just kind of taint your perception on things. Um, so everything mm-hmm. is self-taught, um, obviously. Uh, I've seen the way some people have talked to their actors, and it's they. The communication is a problem because what yeah. what directors have in their head, sometimes it's hard for us to articulate to the actors like, hey, I want you to do, I don't know, jump on this log and do the Macarena or whatever. And <laughs> but, but that doesn't necessarily come across because it, it's a struggle for directors or well, for me personally mm-hmm. to articulate that. So the communication from point A to point B isn't always clear and there there's never a time where i've seen a lot of okay let's talk about this well what feels natural to you if it doesn't feel natural to you what will make it feel natural to you because acting is just reacting so if i'm drinking a cup of coffee i'm not gonna stop a conversation and drink a coffee i'm going Mm -hmm. to try to talk over my coffee because that's what i would do naturally um so those are those are the kind of things that I've seen just communication fall apart. Mm-hmm. So that's there's a really 
there's a really um, great, just like a, uh, a chapter out of a book. I think it's Judith Weston. I can send it to you if, uh, once I remember after we finish. It's Judith somebody. Those, those Judiths know what they're doing. Um, but it's like kind of like five little, like you should only really, she says, communicate with your actor in like five ways it should be. And God, I'm going to embarrass myself by forgetting them, but it's like, basically, you just don't want results-driven direction, right? You don't go over there and say, all right, go over there and be goofy, right? You don't you don't speak in adjectives. You're supposed to speak in verbs, right? Like, you're supposed to direct. Like, actors are supposed to act. That means, like, there is a verb, right? So you want to speak in, like, playable action verbs. Um, another good thing is to evoke, an, like, a... Uh, sensory response mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. to use things like okay as if this smells like dog poop right because right? your your job as director is to produce behavior right so that's another good way to do it um the as if is always super helpful for me like you know walk to this couch as if you have a splinter in your in your big toe or something right and like you're not really but su- you're kind of supposed to play this like mind game with your actor according to to like classical training it's like you have this objective of this behavior you basically want to produce, but you're not really supposed to tell them you're like end game. You're supposed to just tell them what to do, right? It's like so important that it's actually like playable uh, action verbs, and it's just a great uh, little article of the, uh, in this book that you you would really love, I bet. Because um, yeah, I mean you you just you're you're like like when was there your first directorial debut, and how on earth did you like? Because that's a big thing to just like do, and you were probably so young, right? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing I I did solely was I did Lion King for my kids' show last year. <laughs> I, that was your first solo move? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Lion King mm. was the first show that... I, no, I'm lying. It wasn't. I You're did. Lying. I'm lying. You're a Lion King. I'm Lion King. Ha ha. Okay, so no, I actually created this really cool show. Um, it's called Knights of Nevermore, and it was a three-day show, and every night there were different readings from Edgar Allan Poe. Um, it was obviously during Halloween. It was a dumb show, um, so I had silent actors on the side acting it out, and then um, I had two readers. One was myself, and one was Dane Rhodes, and oh, Dane and I took turns reading these creepy poems from Poe and it was spectacular and that was the first thing I did but I did everything spur of the moment and I was like this is what we're gonna do this is how this is gonna happen and it was yeah very and it was it went over great and my mom was like okay you're gonna be the director right cool and that's how that happened um I also like how y'all say director director Lockport um (laughs) kind of Nowheresville, Louisiana, way to say it. Way, way cooler. Um, what, why? I guess you were drawn to theater because your family owns a theater company. Is that, is that why? I mean, I, I guess in the context of over film. Because I just feel like, for me personally, you can do so much more with, with camera stuff um, rather than the live show. So I kind of wanted to know your thoughts on that. Like, So uh, we rent the building from the town of Lockport. And, oh, okay. um, yeah, talk about the Bayou Playhouse. Okay. That's y'all's little queendom over there. Yeah, so it's our little, our nestled little kingdom that we have down here. Um, it opened in 2008, 
and it's kind of been a living, breathing theater ever since. Um, my mom got me in here in 2008, and I was super shy, and I actually didn't want to have anything to do with it because I couldn't talk to people. And my mom was like, no, you need this. This is good for you. You need, you need to be able to talk to people. So it's good for everybody. <laughs> exactly. It's true. At the end of the day, it is. So that's how I kind of got started. And then slowly but surely, I liked all the background work. And I really liked the lights because it, they're pretty. And, <laughs> you know, I liked taking care of the actors because it was important to me to take care of them and to make sure that they were, like, well-fed, had water, and had everything they needed. Because to me, actors were the most important part of show if we don't have them there is no show so i always wanted to make them feel like a million bucks even though if they were extras i was like no this is this is what they're meant to be so anyway if i can stop you right there just from as a a women's and gender studies scientist Mm -hmm. do you think that nurturing uh instinct you have results from your being a woman at all do you think that's a universal thing that that women like to do is nurture Mm me I'm trying to develop what it means to be masculine and what it means to be feminine, and I'm kind of running into like a brick wall because obviously so many different people are so many are so different. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what's like universally feminine? And kind of what I'm coming at is is a theory of like y'all. If I can assume your gender, um, I mean, and not not upset you, <laughs> uh, y'all want to like nurture. That's that's my favorite verb so far. What do you think about that? Mm, I can agree with that. I think the majority of women out there, speaking for women, if I right. may solely do so, <laughs> I, I think I think the most of us are nurturing. Um, I'm a nurturing control freak. I <laughs> like to have everything in order and in place, and in, I know where everybody is at every single moment. Uh-huh. Well, that's show business, man. That's like... That need you need to be like scheduled to a T, right? Yes, yeah. yes. So like that's really hard to say because out of the theater, I'm not nurturing. No, <laughs> no. So it's it's strange. So when I'm here, I'm a different nurturing kind of person than I am on the outside. Mm. Okay, sorry. Just quick little sidebar. I just I'm uh, I'm fascinated trying to just figure out because like, dude. Well, what for example? Let me ask you. What do you think it means to be masculine? What, what is it to be a man? What does that mean? Mm, that's, I mean, that's a tough question. What does society think or what do I think? What do you think? What do I think? I think that's true. Right? It's it's such a difficult question it to answer. Is. It should be so easy. Right. But I'm going to put you on the spot and make you make you. Make me answer it? Oh, blessed seconds. be. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is it? I don't, stupid. I don't know. Um... What it's to be like another it's just to be the matching person of the woman that you're with right because I say and I'm using with loosely so my 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 Seth okay so my Seth is Mm -hmm. a different kind of man (laughs) (laughs) right than I mean, you could say he's a little feminine. He he is, and he's, you know, but he's like my mirror self. And that's what I think the man should be, is mm-hmm. the mirrored self of the female version, right? It's you, and it's, I don't know, like, there, I... Because then there's also, like, homosexual 
like like energies going on right exactly so that's like that's a tough call um because i've i've landed at it's like i can only really define masculinity and femininity kind of like you're doing as like opposites it's like the it's the complementary thing of the spectrum right right, right. yeah it's the yeah it's the yang no one can to see yin. but we're doing a, a motion that that describes it all the yin yang <laughs> right we're turning our hands upside down um with like yes. spider-man kind of is it, ah. Right, because like so I don't, tough. I don't, I, so I, yeah, it is. Because like I don't necessarily need somebody that's stronger than me because that's just not a thing, right? I don't want somebody. Your reflex that's, is to talk. I need about somebody that's though, right? Right. Ma- like masculine. Why did you just get so angry with me? <laughs> don't. No, I didn't get angry. I, I was bawling up my fist, getting psyched up about being a man because I I want to be a strong man, right? Like, I'm just trying to diagnose the virtues that will allow me to do that, but it seems to like it has to be a contextual relationship with another energy, which is confusing and ever changing. It's a whole mess. Come it here, it, it, it mess. is. It's a whole mess. It's it's that's another podcast. Right. We could well, just have a have conversation about women too. You don't want to right, have like exactly. feebly ass women. Exactly. But it's like emotionally, spiritually, um, physically. I mean, in all aspects. Hundred need to be girl. Oh, bless it. Blessings. All right, so tangent. That's gonna happen a lot, by the way. That always happens. Uh, I'm I'm very ADD on this podcast, and maybe in life, I don't know. A little bit. A little I, bit. I don't. I don't think I have ADD. I mean, I think everyone kind of has is on a spectrum of of like how good are you at paying attention to to this thing for very long, but like, no, I don't have ADD. What? What's that? <laughs> squirrel. That was a joke. Uh, joke for you, <laughs> yeah, squirrel. <laughs> uh, any of you comedy folks in the audience? Okay, but we were talking about your kind of trajectory through the theatrical space. You didn't quite comment on um, preferring theater or or film or something like that. I've never touched film. I don't think. No, my no. I've never had the opportunity to be on set for film or behind the scenes of a film. So I I can't say that I prefer theater to film. I just know theater more than mm-hmm. I know film. Yeah, I remember I asked you once and you were like, "Oh, I could never do um like a like a movie." I was like, "Why?" Like direct speaking as a director. Why why do you think you you couldn't do a a movie? What's I, I don't know. I just feel like I I don't know. I feel like I'd be awkward. It's just the extra variable. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot to learn in, like... I mean, basically, movies are plays with the cinematography aspect mm-hmm. involved. And it certainly behooves a director to learn a lot about cameras and whatnot. But um, there are people who just... I mean, there's all sorts of different directing styles, right? Um, you can just totally be like, all right, camera... Like, you have a director of photography, thank the Lord. And you can be like, all right, you take care of all that stuff and then some directors just work with the actors you know mm-hmm. um so you kind of find your your, your niche um but i don't know i just feel like movies they're just you can just do so much more i guess um you can get away with a lot more i wonder if it's a little more realistic because you don't have to cheat everything out to like one side right and, right right and you can just do multiple takes and really craft it down to like Mm-mm-mm. Which, of course, I mean, there's pros and cons and whatnot, but um, theater—it's just a little, little lo-fi for my, for my 
tastes, but I'm kind of recently getting back into wanting to do more live, live like events, just because that's kind of the most direct connection you can do. Like, for example, I just went and did my first ever stand-up comedy routine. Oh, like, how'd that week. go? Oh, tell me a joke. Uh, um, well, I, I, it's not like knock-knock jokes. I kind of like jump on with a premise, and I kind of like swim around and have some funny comments about it and whatnot. Uh, yo, I'll, I'll let you know when the next one is. Okay. Um... Because all, all the jokes on the top of my head are, are totally sexist, so I didn't prepare very well for that. Sexism can be funny, don't give me that. <laughs> Alright, you're doing, uh, you're, you have a lovely project you're doing right now, is this camp. Is the, tell, tell us a little bit about this, you're, you're working with kids, like dumbass kids. Oh wait, sorry. <laughs> you're working with regular ass kids. Uh, talk to me about that experience. What, uh, I mean, do you just get all warm, fuzzy inside when you work with kids? Like, what's, uh, what draws you to that? Or do you just have to do it because your mom tells you to do it? Uh, no, actually. So it started, I, I've been involved with our kids program for about five years now. Hmm. Um, so my first hands-on one was Lion King last year. And I choreographed, and I directed, and I light designed, and I set designed, and that's it. I'm sure you did plenty more. And I had the time of my life. Um, oh. It was so much fun. So <laughs> it, 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 the process was a whole lot of fun. So this year we're doing Aristocats. Um which is a, a very easy show. I mean, if you've seen the movie, there's real no, there's <laughs> absolutely no climax. There's no, oh, no death. There's nothing. It's so simple. Um, and I had promised the kids last year, we're not going to do animals next year, guys. <laughs> I let them down and we're doing animals this year. So animals are great. Oh, but they're so overrated. <laughs> You're the one directing a stage play about cats. I know, I know, but it's a it's a it's a hard call, right? So you can't do Beauty and the Bees because everybody did Beauty and the Bees and blah 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 blah. <laughs> um, so I picked Aristocats, and so this year it's fun. It's it's super aerobatic. The word I'm looking for? Acrobatic. Acrobatic. That's it. Acrobatic. Uh, ac- oh. I am. See, I am funny. Yes. Yes. Honey, I like it. Okay, so it's super acrocratic. And <laughs> that's amazing. I'm going to tell the kids that tomorrow. Um, it, it It's it's hard because I have seven new ones that have never been involved with theater before. So this is oh, all shit. new for them. Mm. And, you know, patience is a virtue. And theater is art. And art is love. And you got to just <laughs> be patient. Oh. <sighs> But they're doing great. They are really doing well. Um, I have them jumping from all over the sorts. There's, you know, it's just a tire them out. Oh, yeah, just a tire them out. They're going to be exhausted by the end of the show. Absolutely. Good. Good. Any uh, any kind of just gems from the experience? Like, have you ever have you ever struck a child? Any any notable stories? Because um, I mean, I used to. I was a camp counselor for for like I was youth activities coordinator for this like. For all these kids, ages like five to fifteen, pretty much for a couple summers, and the urge to 
to just whack. Like, tennis lessons turned into, like, them sprinting away. We made it, like, dodgeball, and I would just <laughs> fire tennis balls at their heads, and they would screamingly and excitedly run away. Uh, so I wonder if you have any similar um my normal children so i have like a few normal kids that i take care of all the time i have like i I actually call them my umbilical cords because you know they're so close to me that they (laughs) don't i have like this yardstick around me and they're always there um so i will frequently beat the living devil out of them especially ty (laughs) ty ty he's my favorite um like last year this is a great story. He comes at me with a pool noodle. Okay. And I was like, I don't fucking think so. Oh, who do you think you are? So I took one from underneath the desk and I put him in a corner and I just was like getting at it oh. with him. And he was crying with tears of joy in his face. And uh, he's yeah, just... I'm sure that's how your lawyers spun the whole thing. Oh my God, no, I have the video. I could totally send it to you. And he's just... He loved me beating the shit out of him. He, he did. He. Him. Oh my gosh. Have you... Yeah, you've never met Ty, huh? I don't think so. He's Haley's younger brother. I don't think so. No? Oh, bless it. You probably did and just don't remember him. Okay, so his initials are TNT. Whoa. Okay, so he's totally explosive. He's a character and a half, and I love him to bits, and he loves me too. He's like my little brother. But So we have that, mm-hmm. like, I can beat you up. No, I'm going to beat you up. No, I actually beat you up better. Um, so my pool noodle story is a whole lot of fun. Um, You're pretty scarily aggressive at times. A little bit. Didn't didn't you like throw a cinder block through a set or something once? A cinder block through a set? No. Um, say that was a story. I you like kicked, you like snapped or broke something. You I did broke something really intense. I broke a hammer. I broke the hammer head off of a hammer of a fiberglass hammer. Uh, why? Because uh, I was pulling a nail out of the stage and I just shoved it down and the hammer head fell off. Just snapped fiberglass in half. Okay, that's the kind of that's the kind of strength of the woman we're working with here, folks. Um, no big deal. Makes for a good director. It makes you want to do what the hell she says. Because like sometimes you just get this look. Because I'm a very mischievous kind of playful soul, and sometimes I would just get this look from you, and I'd be like, "All right, time to behave. Let's just let's just do our best. Let's just say our scenes here." Um, I'm sure all of our listeners are are just. In excruciating pain, dying to know what was it like directing Max Fisk. You know, you weren't as bad as what I thought you were going to be, because you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Sounds kind of good. Uh, yeah, no, because you know, (laughs) what did you? What were you wearing the first time I saw you? You were wearing some outrageous pants, shorts. No, I wasn't. I yes. eventually got comfortable enough no. around y'all to start Absolutely wearing my chubbies, my no. little short shorts. No, you have pants that has a print on it, or shorts with a print on it. Yeah, but I didn't wear that. I wouldn't have worn that to the first meeting. Y'all, y'all just think of me as that because I'm telling you, I got comfortable enough around y'all, and I start like wearing my minimalistic style of clothing, and um, yeah, that little the like the fleece. Shorts, you remember those? Yep. Those are great. Yeah, those are fun. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have worn that to like the first. <laughs> going there. Are you not. sure? I'm absolutely positive. Okay, that, would, fine. that would have been a rookie move. <laughs> fine, um, but you know, the first few occasions with you were totally fine. Um, 
So it was fine. That's what it was like to direct Max Fisk. It was fine. Okay, it was fine. He's okay. Aww. He's he's a workable. <laughs> <laughs> no, you he's were got great. A, a you were face great. for radio. No, yeah, you were great. Yeah, um, that was a crazy show. That's for sure. It was really wonderful. We, I mean, we like. Oh, no pun intended. Oh wow, I wasn't even trying to do that. <laughs> um, no, we got some great reactions like and we we like sold a shitload of tickets too huh we did we did really well for that show we did something new for that show too we had multimedia in the background that was very cool there was like a projection kind of that really just added a lot to the to the settings and stuff that was really cool i just want you to like give at least one funny story where i just did something tight or like or like something about my performance that was just you'll never forget or just something to make me look awesome Something that made you look awesome. Um. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick ten minute break while Camille thinks of this. Um, there was uh, twice. I think when who was playing? Was it Tammy? It ended up just planting a giant one on you. Yo. Okay. <laughs> this is a great topic point. In our uh, in our world of, and not to, to make light of this, but, you know, there's a little, what's a, like a nice way to say this? I mean, like, <laughs> sexual harassment, let's say. I'm standing on stage doing the best I can, and it's the last freaking, the last show of the whole season, and this girl, admittedly playing a prostitute, just grabs me by the scruff of the neck and freaking shoves her tongue down my mouth <laughs> which had not been rehearsed which had not been discussed I was totally taken advantage of this was a 40 we'll say year old woman uh-huh. um, who who just sexually attacked me and it, and it was awesome no, I'm just kidding. I was so surprised <laughs> did you know that was going to happen? Did she tell you she was going to do that? I, there was talk of it but she said that she was just gonna smack you on the ass <laughs> that was that was like what i had heard through the grapevine she might have even told me i don't remember um so i was like yeah sure smack his ass that's cool whatever <laughs> and she got on stage and didn't and i was like oh snap crackle pop yeah, that was, uh, there was no acting in that, um, reaction. That was pure Your face was priceless. <laughs> it, it brought me so much joy to see that <gasps> moment. <laughs> it really had, like, nothing to do with the, the storyline or anything, too. I was just like a, she took advantage of me, and I demand reparations. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, that, that right there was pure all you, and it was fabulous. Um, you said there was number two. Not that I want to be particularly picky, but you said there was a second thing. So, 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 what I do vaguely remember, I don't remember the, I don't know remember which show it was, but there was a time you came out for the mother scene when you're like, Mom, I'm not shaking down the house, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you came out and your shirt was like buttoned halfway wrong. Stuff was falling off of you. <laughs> Shit was falling all over the place. And you just had the best smile. That was just like, what? I'm not doing anything. This is this is normal. Oh, wow. 
Okay. I like that. My ego is, is satisfied. Yeah. Um, okay. So now, so where are we now? We're at camp. We're, we're doing a bunch of fun stuff with the kitties. When's the show? show opens on July the 12th, and it runs through the 22nd. Okay, yeah. And any, like, stuff you want to plug, any, like, advertising you want to jump on, whenever you want, just you can just go ahead and start shouting um, random advertisements. I'll give you that, that right. Um, we actually had a question from one of our listeners, Mr. Logan Samuel, uh, who wanted to ask, what is the most stereotypical female thing that you do not do? Uh, I can go first, because I've had a little time to think about it, if you okay. want to think about yours, because he asked me what the stero- most stereotypical male thing I do, and I I thought about it, and I'm just not a hunter or a fisherman, especially. I... The idea of kind of like murdering animals doesn't excite me at all. And it's like, she's giving me a lot of like snaps and whatnot. And like, I'm totally, I'm not like a freaking vegan or anything. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm against animal cruelty. But I mean, I understand we have to like eat animals and kill them to survive. But just me personally, like the whole like, what made me think about it first was fish. I mean, y'all are Lockport, so you got a bunch of like water around their stuff. Are you like a fisher woman at all? Um, I used to be. I'm not so much anymore just because I had a bad fishing, two bad fishing experiences and I just don't fish no more. Whoa, we're going to get into that in five seconds. Um, I just, they're so sketchy and like floppy jumpy and like, and like, ah, they're just so unhappy when they're out of the water and I don't like touching. They're all scaly and like slimy and I don't like worms and... I mean, my friend was telling me about how he... This dude's like a charter fisherman. Like, he's like a captain. Like, he he brings out people like deep sea fishing. Mm-hmm. He like he like wrangled a freaking 50-pound swordfish into the boat. They give him a wooden bat so that he can bludgeon it to death so it just dies. He says, no thanks. Grabs it in like a stranglehold. Starts punching it in the face. There's like blood spewing everywhere until it like knocks out. It's like... In no way am I interested in that process. That sounds right? awful. It's like too much for me, dude. That's actually like I'll eat sushi, but like God, someone else, please do all the like dirty work for me. <laughs> and then just hunting, like the idea of like flaying an animal with the blood everywhere and just chopping up its meat. I'm just real squeamish with like intestines and like and like I like everything on the inside of the body to stay kind of like where it belongs nice mm-hmm. and neat and out of sight i can do blood but i don't do organs i do not do organs um okay so let's get to your your f- bad fishing experience that actually piques my curiosity what happened uh okay so i've had i had two my first one me and my grandfather used to go fishing all the time so that like used to be me and his thing. Anyway, so one time we took a trip, uh, me and the family, and took a trip up to Toledo Bend, Louisiana. It was like a retreat weekend, cool. So me and my grandfather hopped in the boat, and we went fishing. Oh, boy. And I'm sitting with my fishing line in the water, and I'm chilling. My feet are overboard, you know, enjoying the water. And all of a sudden, some garfish, some alligator gar, start coming to the top of the water. And there's wait, wait, wait. What's a garfish? Alligator? An alligator garfish. So it's like a, a fish that alligators eat. No, it's the name oh, it's of it. It's an it's an alligator garfish. That's the name of it. That is some 
backcountry shit. Keep going. <laughs> it's not backcountry shit. Alligator gar shit. Swam up to the boat. <laughs> nah, I was just fishing. Continue. I okay. <laughs> um. So they they rise to the water. They have like a long snout, like kind of like a flat. Uh, a flat alligator. Sh- an alligator, like an alligator, and uh, it they rise to the top and they kind of eat. I'm assuming. I think. They eat the, like, shit that's on the top of the water. Anyway, so a few of them came up to feed, and it scared me so much, I picked up my pole and never picked up another one. I was, like, 12. Don't judge me. (laughs) I thought thought an alligator was going to come eat No, no, no. And then... I thought old grandpa was going to be, lose a few feet to his uh, stature. No, Um, I don't have... Okay, well, what was the second one? Oh, God, if that was the first one, the second one's probably going to be even less exciting. It, well, I know. It's so less exciting. Um, I was fishing in my backyard because I live on the bayou side. Uh, country shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was fishing out of my backyard, and I was like, I'm going to go perch jerking. And you probably don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> let's back it up a few paces. Perch jerking? Yeah, when you go perch jerking. What in God's <laughs> green earth is perch jerking? <laughs> When you go perching, perch fishing, perch fishing, and, and that, you jerk them off. <laughs> no, oh, that's God bless it. No, you know, like you, when you jerk the fishing line, <laughs> <laughs> jerk, perch, catch the perch, jerk the perch. <laughs> right. Okay, so you were you were perch jerking. Continue. Because <laughs> in the bayou by my house, that's all they have. That and bass fish. I think is bass. I don't know. I don't I'm not so bass. Bass fish, yeah. Or just I think. so, just bass. Perch, no perch and bass. This is so. Much no, I'm fun. saying like, <laughs> do you call it a bass fish or you just call it a bass? Bass. Oh my god, we are on totally different things here. Continue. <laughs> You're jerking off perches. Go. Okay, okay. So, um, I guess there was like a school of baby perch, and I ended up catching a baby perch, and the hook went like through its eyes. So when I pulled it in, I didn't know. I obviously didn't know what happened. I know, right? So when I pulled it in, uh, I grabbed the fishing line and I grabbed the fish. And I was like, oh, well, I got to take this off and throw this back because you can't keep the baby fish. But I couldn't do it because every time you move the hook, the eyes move. Ooh. I know. It's, it's awful. It's cringing. I know. So I closed my eyes took the hook out and put the fish back in and that was the last time i was i picked up the pole and i never went back fishing because i was like i can't um, i can't keep doing this this is awful i can't just be gouging fish eyes baby fish eyes i know they're babies i know oh mm. man i would be on board with fishing or like like bear wrestling for hunting like if there was some sort of like full athletic way instead of just like you're just you're just like you're cheating, right? Like you're sitting in dry land, like a dry space, and you're just dangling a little bait. And you like, I don't know. I would love to like, r- like fully use my entire body to like. And if I win in a contest of like strength and a little bit of wits, like physical chest, then I might be a little more on board. But like bear wrestling sounds dangerous. It um, sounds dangerously fun. I would wrestle a baby black bear. Because I think right? don't not- you just want to hug a baby black bear? Yeah. Like I just want its its fur to be all over all over me. I think that would be really enjoyable. Um, we're all, while we're on the subject of of backcountry. Oh, thank you, Logan Samuel, for your your 
wonderful pointed question. Uh, gave us at least three minutes of content. Uh, what kind of backcountry shit do y'all do? Because I'm like a, this this metropolitan, Neapolitan, cosmopolitan New Orleans boy, right? So we're like this kind of weird little mecca in the deep south surrounded by places like Baton Rouge, like Mississippi, Lockport, where just all kinds of freaking wacky nannies are going down. So like, do you have any, I was hoping your accent, because you have, I guess maybe when you get excited and angry, your, your kind of Cajun accent kind of slips out a little more. Uh, you're, you're being very articulate and generally American right now to my slight disappointment Aww. but i'm just wondering what uh is there any like super southern louisiana stuff you like to do you just take pride in or like any weird words you like to say or like weird words i like to say is there any weird words i like to say uh uh okay so i can't say the day after tuesday <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it let's hear your best shot wednesday all right, I'm gonna try and, and make you say it like, like you, so you don't have to think about it later on because okay. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. No, I had a math teacher said Tuesday. You gotta say Tuesday. Tuesday, two, two, Tuesday. What? No, Monday, you Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, if I can answer, what's that noise going on in your background? Uh, set building. Damn, that's going to be super annoying from uh You can hear that? Oh yeah, I bet you um it's picked so anything you can do to remove yourself from that uh like shut the door or anything that The door cool. is closed. Oh man, that's gonna be a pain. Okay, anyway, what other um what other Cajun shit do you guys do? Like what's the difference between Lockport and New Orleans? Water. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, um, I don't know, because New Orleans has water. They have the canal. New Orleans is super wet. The river. Um, 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 what kind of Cajun shit do we do? What Cajuns? Crawfish. No, we, they crawfish over there in the city. Um, oh, that's tough. So you actually just, you just... Released a little bit of no, they eat crawfish over there in the city. Are you talking to me like different? Are you like affecting a, a more like refined accent just because you're talking to me right now? Probably, I do that, I do that subconsciously, yeah, because I know that I, well, I talk really fast mm-hmm. when um, I'm not trying to hide it, so I talk really fast. <laughs> Are you like bashful of your of your dialect? Most people who have strong or just eat any kind of dialect are like super like self conscious about it. I don't think so because I don't I don't think of myself to have a very thick accent or dialect or whatever. Um, but I know when I get lazy and I don't feel like opening my mouth at all, mm-hmm. I get probably sloppy when I talk. A little quick and mumbly. I bet you when you get drunk, um, you do as well. Although you don't drink, right? I don't. What's up with that? Um. So I got in trouble a few years <gasps> ago. Uh oh. I got a I got a slap on the wrist from the police. Oh shit! Can you tell me what happened? I was in Thibodeau. Do you know where that is? I sure do. Yay! Okay, so I was in Thibodeau and I was doing, <laughs> you know. Hood rat shit. <laughs> With my hood rat friends, yeah. <laughs> and um, 
I guess I drank too much. What were you drinking? I don't know. My friend gave me a drink. She That's said, here, he, I got this from the bar. Here you go. Yeah. So I drank it and then the club closed and I got into my car. And fun fact, I actually tweeted. I tweeted. <laughs> I'm too drunk to drive right now. Oh, no. And I got into my car. I made the, I made like the block and red and blue lights got me. What happened? You were just like swerving, like you were so they, or what? No, I. They said I took a wide left turn. Damn, that sucks, and that's so expensive. Oh man, yeah, so that, you've so, oh god, uh, you've sworn off alcohol for forever? No, not forever. I just uh, it reminds me of like jail <laughs> yeah like it just reminds me of a time in my life where i'm not anymore so like when i was in college we used to just drink all the time i remember a time there like all i would do i'd wake up go to school skip class drink, drink. pass out drink yeah baby. wake up drink, drink. yeah yeah drink, drink. Dude, yeah no that is so freaking true of, of my own life too and and kind of in the past couple years i've I have a friend who's super, who like doesn't really drink, and it's for just wealth and hellness. 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 Hilarious. <laughs> wealth and hellness. I'm gonna use health that. and wellness <laughs> reasons, and and it's like kind of the age old debate: Do you need to drink to have fun? No, technically, if we all made like a pact and we said, "All right, none of us is gonna drink tonight. Let's just go and we'll just." We'll just talk. We can like maybe have coffee. I mean, but no, it's like it's like. Do you need the substance to like have fun? And it's it's like no, you don't. But but like, I mean, just is it is it the it's just the culture that we're in, and it's like all. I mean, the whole economy is based off alcohol, and right. like it, there's just so much. So many of my fondest moments have been <laughs> with alcohol in my hands, sandwiched in between, you know, a couple drinks. So it's it's just tough. I mean, I've mm. definitely backed off of kind of just like I don't black out really. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like I guess I just love. I, I, I get, maybe I'm in a fortunate position where my like life is tight, so it's like I don't I don't really drink to like forget about my day. Right. I, just, I don't think that's a particularly like tactical maneuver for anybody, but it's like I'm kind of I've kind of switched basically just down to like vodka and soda just to minimize. You know, I'm not just drinking a bunch of sugar and all the mixers and all this kind of stuff. And I'll mm-hmm. just I'll kind of like I'll drink a little bit. But, like, again, I don't have too many inhibitions in the first place, so it's like I don't really need it for that. I'm a pretty social dude. I'm not particularly shy, so I don't really need it for that. So it's like how many how many disastrous hangovers does it take to be like, what are you? why are you chugging poison every other two nights? It's like it's pretty wild. Um, okay, so I was, I was wondering if you were like, it was like a religious thing or something, but no, you just got in a bunch of trouble. I did, I did, and I've felt awful quite a few times, and I've, my, my, my best classy moment was, I was at Little Tokyo on, I think it's on Carrollton. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I had way too much sake, <laughs> and I was in the party room, and, you know, the pitchers of water, or the karaoke rooms or whatever, but the pitchers of water that they bring to the table, 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember this. The people that I was with ended up telling me this, but I, 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 I was told I took the pitcher of water and just upchucked all my sake into the water pitcher. Oh. Classy me, I know. Oh, A-class. Yeah, so, like, it's a rare occasion when I put alcohol in my hand because, you know, I just, yeah. Because the beast, the beast may rear its ugly head. Yeah. Uh, what, did you go to jail? When? Did, after your DUI. Like, did you get arrested and have to go to, like, prison? No. No, my mommy got me out. <laughs> no, Damn she it. she came get me. They just, they did, um, they put, what is it called, the breathalyzer in my car. Right, but like the night you get arrested, they so they put me in and run me through that because that's like a pretty high stakes, interesting scenario. And there's a, there's like differing schools of thought where it's like, should I not blow? Should I punch the cop? Like different kind of strategies to maybe get out of there. What did you just kind of like? Did you try crying every girl like? I didn't. I didn't. I knew I was in the wrong, and I I was actually kind of glad that he got me. In the in the back of my head, there was a there was a part of me that was kind of glad. Obviously, I was like, oh, my God, my mom's going to f- kill me. She's just oh, going to stake me in the heart. Like, oh, God, it's, just, you know, like the fear of the mother, because I was 19 when it happened. <sighs> and um, so, yeah, so I made the turn. The lights went on behind me and I just kind of was like, OK, God above, please just don't let him be a mean cop. Don't let him right. don't let him try to take advantage of the fact that I'm just this young, dumb girl that's really drunk. Yeah. Um, so he pulled me over. He comes to my window and he's like, can you get out of the car? I did the whole like walk nose this thing. How'd you do? do you uh, remember? I, I don't remember. I know I, f- I know I failed the walking test, but I did this <laughs> fine. <laughs> She's uh, doing the nose. She's the doing nose. The, the yeah. Alternating the nose pick. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And, and then they, they put you like in cuffs and put you back in the car. He, I, he put me in cuffs, but he didn't put them tight. I was able to like slip my hand out of them, and I just put my hands on my lap. That's and, scary. That might yeah. be illegal. <laughs> right. So it was. It was just kind of. It was a scary moment. Um. But it wasn't all at the same time. It was all eye, eye awakening because I knew. Like a few days before, I was like, I have got to stop, inhaling alcohol like it's water. Oh, man. Yeah. And um. Yeah, so they took me in. He sit. He sat me down, uh, like in one of the back rooms or whatever. When he got me to the jail in Thibodeau, and he said, "Okay, I need you to blow into this." And I tried like sixteen different times, and my my lung capacity just wasn't <laughs> there. And I looked at him at one point, and I was like, "I really can't do this. Like, I don't know what to take. I'm trying, but I I can't blow." Um. And so I ended up finally getting to do it. He put me in like a little holding cell. He runs all my paperwork document. You didn't have any roommate, as cellmates? No, no, because they didn't want to put me with anybody else because I was a girl. I was a oh, young God. female. Yeah. Did, did they not have separate cells for guys and girls? No. Well, the the holding vicinity. So they they bring you to one place and then they bring you to the jail. So they bring they brought you to like the holding place or whatever. Yeah. And then they bring you to the jail i guess but neither place the one the holding one had three different cells and there was two guys in the other one so they put me in the one by myself damn what are your thoughts like is that like the, kind of the lowest of the low <laughs> I mean, absolutely look, i've been i've been to, to, to i guess jail 
Like, it's, like, not the intense one. It's, like, the, you just did something stupid and drunk. So yeah, yeah. You got Go arrested, to, you, and now you're, you're going yeah, to jail. so I've been to that one. Luckily, I was with my compatriot. Uh, we were we were skinny dipping, and nice. we were, like, sprinting down the beach in uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. And we got nabbed. It's a long, long story. I, w- I won't bore you with the details, but um, yeah. So I, I've been, I've been in the, the whole prison. We were just laughing because it's like, all right, there's no way we're gonna get in that much trouble. Mm-hmm. We're like, we were very articulate. Like we weren't like, like blacked out morons. We were just naked in Alabama, and and um, as you can imagine, the uh, the young male cops don't take too kindly to couple of naked boys running around. Right. And well, it, even though it was in, it was in fuck, it was in like late January. It was winter. It was freezing cold. We were literally doing this just as a test of like virility and and like bodily strength. How right. cold? Because the water was freezing. Uh. It was a whole thing. Um, so when we were in there, and we were just doing push-ups like the whole time, and just kind of working out. Um, <laughs> but we were just kind of laughing the whole time. So I wonder if you were just like, because you were by yourself, right? I was. I was by myself. I remember the cell was like, I'm assuming, okay, if I stand up and open my legs a little bit bigger than shoulder width, I was able to rock side to side and able to touch each shoulder to the, to the side of the cells. And I was barefoot. Ooh, fun fact, barefoot. I was naked. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we don't have to. We don't have to relive too many more um, of your your jail time. Yeah. Uh, I do Thanks. apologize to happen to you. I think, I think you can. I mean, you're 25 now, right? It's been six years. Uh, I think you can kind of probably confidently ease yourself back into the social drinking sphere. Oh uh, yeah, I absolutely. I wouldn't be too worried about it. Um, but good on you. I mean, come on. It's like. We definitely, as a society, drink way too much alcohol, and it's kind of needless. So, yeah. So that's my two cents. Don't get me wrong. My my local restaurant puts out a great sangria that I will drink until Go to town pump. on. Oh, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing great uh, for your future <laughs> employers here, Camille. Talking about your jail time and your alcohol. Dollar for a dollar, you girl can do what she needs to do. <laughs> Uh, switching gears a little bit, um, I just, I kind of want to get, while I have a a theater brat, if you will, uh, just on the show, like, some of your favorite, uh, productions and some of your, your favorite screenplays and your, your favorite playwrights and whatnot. Uh, I just saw the Book of Mormon. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. How was it? Oh. My. Ice skating. Goodness. Really? Fantastic. It was, I haven't laughed like that. I don't even remember the last time I laughed that the last time I laughed that much that consistently there was an intermission they came back just picked right where they left off I mean I saw it in Sydney Australia which was pretty darn cool Yeah that's um, awesome and oh man it's the South Park guys right and just the singing and the, no A plus 10 out of 10 hysterical probably my my favorite like of the newer plays mm-hmm. uh, i love guys and dolls i've never seen I, that either oh you never seen no. guys and dolls oh, come on I know. singing in the rain nope um hamlet is probably my favorite shakespeare mm-hmm. um there's a bunch but yeah come on we're not asking me we're asking you uh, okay, so um, 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 going off of Book of Mormon, have you seen Come From Away? Mm-mm. Oh, big screaming supporter of Come From Away. 
I've holy, never even heard of this. Holy hot damn. When you're in New York, you've got to go see it. Okay. It is Coming Away. Come From Away. Come From Away. It is the true story of 9-11 and oh, the shit. town of Newfoundland. Um, let I say the town of Newfoundland. Let me start over. The town of That's Gander in, in Newfoundland. Oh, um, okay. It's fantastic. It's, it's beautiful. It's an hour and 45 minutes. There's no intermission. There's no orchestra. There's like a little band on stage. It's beautiful. Holy, holy how. Oh, oh my God. And it's coming to the Sanger, and I can't wait because I want to go every single day that it's here. All right. When, dude, let's go together when, when I get back. When is it coming here? Um, It's the closing season of 2019, so it's next season. Oh, so we got time. Yeah. Dude, nice. Uh, is it a musical? It is a musical. You got to love a good old musical. Yeah, I do, right? They're just the best. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, did they put... Bombs in the plane? What was the deal with the, uh, with the freaking, the attack? The, wait, what? This is the true story of September 11th, right? Yep, 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 yep. So, what, did they put bombs in the plane? Was no, like, did okay. Did the government buy 9-11, any of that sketchy shit? No, none of that. It has nothing to do with any of that. So, it takes, it's ten people in the cast. Each cast member has about four, five, six, seven different roles that they play. And um, so it's the townspeople that start off the show. And the town people are doing their daily thing, um, going to work, going to the library. The school buses are on a riot because they don't want to, I guess, do their school bus thing. And um, they turn on their radio all at the same time in the show. And what they hear is that the, the twin towers yeah the twin towers uh, twin tower attacks have gone on and their airport which used to be where everybody used to go so when you'd be traveling from europe you'd go to gander if you're traveling from america you'd go to gander refuel and hop away but now they don't need that because the planes can make it all over so the airport's kind of like crumbling and falling apart you know old and stuff um so the people that still work at the airport get a call that Hey, we need y'all airports. 47 planes are coming. Okay, thanks. Bye. Whoa. So, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting, like, lens to... Okay, yeah. So it's like, what did all the other planes... Because they, like, had to land, like, stat, right? Cause yeah. sketchy shit's going on. Yeah, because, like, it was no fly zone. So everybody had to get out of the sky. And the only way they can mm. get out of the sky was go to Gander. Hmm. A goose and a gander. A goose and a gander. It's 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 a beautiful. They had somebody end up getting married over there. Everything's true story. So it's fabulous, mm. fabulous. Okay, awesome. Um, what what's your Shakespeare swag? Mm. Damn, we got a poser in the house. Yeah. Haven't even seen any Shakespeare. I I like Shakespeare. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't think I've seen good Shakespeare. Mm hmm. Well, have you read like Have you read any of the the plays? Hamlet. I mean, like, uh, Hamlet as a read for me is like, just so funny. Yeah. And I can't yeah. believe that that holds up that much longer because comedy is, it's, it's pretty tough because sometimes it can be highly topical, right? But, but oh, man, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, just a bunch of goofballs. Um, no, I, I, that was my favorite for sure. Plus, it's like, that's like the Aristotelian, like, perfect 
drama. It's like about mm-hmm. a prince and and you know all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I thought Hamlet was great. Um, any other? You're a Tennessee Williams girl, huh? Yeah, I like me some Tennessee. Tennessee's my boy. Um, but I like his like. Okay, so we just did suddenly last summer. Do you know that by Tennessee? I do because I saw y'all were doing it. Hey, okay, so I was in that show. Woo woo, shout out. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's probably that's that's been a very close to home show. It's a great, great, quick read. Um it's dark as hell. Um, which I thoroughly enjoy. I like dark shows. Um they talk about eating people, so that's quite interesting. Um Whoa. Yeah, they eat the kid they eat the kid the kids eat Sebastian, which is my brother, my cousin, sorry. So they eat him. Um, I love Tennessee. I think everything that Tennessee has ever done, I just love. I actually got a book from one of my friends. It's his journal. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's fun. Um, But yeah. All right. Do you write any of of your own stuff, kind of on your own? If I had time, I would. No, I don't. I actually, um, I'm trying to build up the confidence to get somebody to read it because I got to let somebody read it. I don't like people reading what I write. Right. Well, you just seem like such a, for lack of a better term, like neurotic kind of uh, thoughtful, we'll say, full of thought person. So I bet you you could get some gold if you you just got to start just typing up. Dude, start a note in your phone, and whenever you just think of something, jot it down. It, it really has changed my life, um, just with regards to producing ideas, and, and even just the best way to articulate your your thoughts, really, is to write them down and speak them aloud, right? It's like, mm-hmm. when everything's like like a giant soup in your head, it's kind of hard to to like know what you're thinking. Yeah. Ironically. So, I would, I, would, I always recommend people write, uh, especially crazy people like you. Um, Thank you. Do you like to to do anything else outside of the theater? Like if, when you do get some spare time, what do you? Uh, what's going on over there? Perch uh, jerking. No, ew, no. Um, I I just got into gardening. That's a fun thing. Wow. I know. I'm an old lady. <laughs> My father was president of the Old Garden Rose Society, the New Orleans Old Garden Rose Society. Uh, before Katrina, we had 98 different, like, species of rose in our garden. Yeah. We have we had a bad-ass garden. Whole thing just got wreck sauce. Oh, that's awful. Um, I'm recently getting more fired up about gardens because I heard that the garden is, like, the perfect metaphor for a well-balanced life between oh. order and chaos. Um, because you have your nature, right? You have your shit growing around. Right. And, but then you have your order. It's like the, you know, the nice lines that you draw and the cultivation and the taking care and stuff. And there's like the idea of like a wall. It's like, cause I mean, everything's nature, right? But mm-hmm. then you, you make this divide between like, all right, what's not going to be my garden and what is my garden. And then you kind of like zip this up. And I mean, there's all sorts of, I mean, biblical implications, right? Like the Garden of Eden, that's like where humanity was, but like before the fall of, you know, original sin and all that. Um, so I'm just super fired up about gardens as a metaphor. I personally, I've had to 
like I said, because my dad was such a, an avid gardener, I had to do a lot of weeding, a lot of oh. just freaking. You know, when you're young and you just you just have don't to do a lot of do yard it. work. Uh, yes, mowed a lot of grass as well between a lot of freaking garden beds. Matt, grass is a lot easier to mow when it's just a big clump, but when you got to like swim in and out of all these like <sighs> gregarious is not the word. I, what do I want to use? Obnoxious, just like <laughs> garden pits and like. Trees and just blah blah blah. But uh, tell me about your garden swag. You got some tulips coming in? You got, do you do any fruit? Did you do any? I'm not there yet. I just started. So I got me some Boston fern happening. I got <laughs> some cactus growing. I just. Dude, cacti are freaking tight. What? That's the shit. And I actually just planted a thing called a sunshine legustrum. Whoa. I know. Are you hoping to make make it towards like growing your own food? Because I think that would just be so awesome. I want my own cows, my own pigs, my own <laughs> chickens, yeah. and and then my own like orchard. Orchard, yes. Cows and chickens and pigs—that's gross. Right. I mean, I uh, <laughs> again, like I said, I'm not the guy who's going to be like chopping Dude. them up and whatnot. No, but no, I but just... like taking care of them—that's gross. Yeah, chickens no, are I'm messy. They don't have to. Chickens are apparently the the easiest one, right? You just build a little coop for them, and then you walk in and get the egg every morning. And they can, like, kind of free roam around. I just, I don't know. I think ethically, because I, I consume a lot of, I need a lot of protein, just because I'm a big, strong, growing boy. So, um, so I need to eat a lot of flesh. And the whole factory farming thing is just a giant nightmare. It's like... It's bad. It's like it's real bad. So I would love to get some sort of plug on like a responsibly fed and grown and pasteurized and free range kind of scenario, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I say that. It's not like I'm like, God damn it, I wish I had a cow to clean up after. Like, no. But just to like eat nice and clean and naturally, I think mm-hmm. that would be the play. Um, what is your your kind of dieting schemata? Do you have like a food? Do you do you track your macronutrients ratio? Do you the look that I'm getting right now that looks like a no? Uh, do you try and avoid gluten? Like, do you have some sort of like uh, standardized thing that you're trying to hit? Um, no. no. <laughs> um, I eat a meal and a half a day. I fast every Thursday. Huh. Really? Yeah. Always uh, on Thursdays, you're just eating, you're just drinking water? Yes. Uh, so on Thursdays, on thir- on Thursday Thursdays, I drink <laughs> green juice. Mm, sounds Dude, delicious. Juice glow. Okay, a juice fast thing. Yeah, so a little juice fast. Um, I'm acting, well, okay, time out. So I am learning how to be a yoga teacher. Whoa! I know. I know. Fun fact, huh? It's cool. Dude, that's freaking tight. And that's like, what do you got to do? Like 500 hours of, of like something or other? I don't, I don't know. I'm actually, my teacher is the bomb.com and he, I Skype him every Tuesday and not, two weeks ago he's like, okay, you need to start fasting. So I started fasting and Why? um to to purge out the body and to help it go into ketosis and clean out the 
excess sugars that's sitting in my belly and intestines and all that fun gooky doctor stuff. Um, that's some some backcountry uh, lingo for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a funny like skit actually. It's like doctors like in Lockport. Lockport doctors. All right, so there's like there's goop all over her intestines. Uh, <laughs> she's got her lungs looking kind of funky. We got to take a look at that. That could be that could be fun. I'm cooking up stuff. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, so meal in half a day. What's up with that? You I don't. Be, I don't. How food many, freaks how me many, out. Food freaks you out. Yeah, a lot of food what? freaks me out. What? Yeah. What do you mean? You're uh, a picky eater. I'm not a picky eater. I I okay. So I just I just I don't know. Eh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't like a lot of food at once coming to me because it's like overload of my senses. Huh. Um, I I like small increments because I'm not really that hungry of a person. Yeah, and you're like like a tiny girl, so. I mean, I don't mean that in like an offensive way. I'm I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. You're very muscular, I suppose, but you're just... You're small. Yeah, no, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I eat, I eat a late lunch, so I'm not really hungry for dinner. And then like when I do eat dinner, it's like 930 at night. And then I usually eat at the same restaurant that I have my sangria at. So if I'd have sangria, then that's my dinner. And if I don't, then I have ceviche. So. Damn, it seems like you have uh, a little homework to do, young lady. You got to take care of that body because that youthful energy is not going to just take care of itself forever. Pish you got to develop gosh. some good habits. You got to you got to figure out your caloric output, and then you got to prioritize the macronutrient ratio. And you got to eat at least three times a day. And you got to get some good sleep. And what's your exercise plan? Ha! Yoga oh and squats. God. That's my exercise plan. Go team. That's. That is, you just said what every girl in the whole world is doing right now. That's all it is, is yoga and squats. Well, I mean, that's, that's my, that's my, that's, but that's literally what I do every day. I wake up, do some yoga, do some squats, and then that's it. I mean, both are very important, don't get me wrong. I'm just, I'm just teasing you a little bit. Um, okay, so you just, damn, you got, you got a lot of nutrition homework to do. Oh, you do it for yeah. me and just give me the results. No, it's the res- the what you have to do is personal experimentation. You got to figure out what's right for you. There is no miracle universal diet. You got to make small changes and you got to get a routine and get on it, young lady. Or I'll tell your mother. Okay. Yes, Mr. Max. All right. <laughs> um, what else did I want to ask you about? Is there anything you want to ask me about? Um, any? Why are you going to New York? Oh, okay. So uh, every summer I go live in the woods. <laughs> I'm. I live in in New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about forty-five minutes away from the city. It's kind of like this dirty dancing style scenario, mm-hmm. where it's not nearly as much like money thrown around, but there's way more dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone there's like sixty or seventy families. Everyone lives in cabins. Uh, oh, it's in the forested mountains, like in this private, exclusive like group camp. Uh, there's a beach. You know, there's like. Kid, kids of all ages. It was started by the, the Freemasons. Are you familiar with them? Oh, fun. It's like the most specific, random, complicated thing. It's like super hard to explain, but it's like, I'm just going every summer since I was born, and I'm going every summer until every, I die. And right, maybe right, even right, right. a couple summers after that, because it's like my favorite place in the whole world. Just some of my oldest friends are there, uh, and it's just, you're just in the, like, I live in a tent, pretty much. Like, I have wooden walls, but like, my roof is tarp. 
Oh, like, there's interesting. No, there's no, like, indoor plum. Like, we have, like, a uh, shower and sink and stuff, but, like, you mm-hmm. have to use outhouses and stuff. Wow. Um, and because it was built by the Masons, there's just all these amazingly built structures because they were, like, really good with, like, stonework and, and kind of building stuff. So we have this massive pavilion. It's, like, probably, like, 30 yards long and 10 yards wide. Um, and like every Saturday there's a big party and it's like, it's really the greatest place in the whole world. It's uh, quite a, a cool place to grow up as a young child. And, uh, if you're well, that sounds old, like fun. yeah, if you're an old child like me, um, it's also a fun place to go. So I'm doing my little woods retreat. Um, also my, my, basically my second mother's getting married. Um, the woman who took me in after Katrina. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. something we can talk about. Uh, she's getting remarried. So I gotta go up there for that, and there's just a, a whole host of just hilarious and exciting activities that await me in the woods of New York. Well, that sounds That's like fun. Go. Have fun. Well, uh, I definitely will. I promise you that. What uh, what was y'all's Katrina situation? Okay, uh, Katrina. Um, so we didn't obviously have the bad flooding like the city did. Um. Thankfully to the bayou, the bayou helped with that a lot. Um, Mm. Down the bayou flooded. um, There was some serious power outages. um, But I actually met my best friend from Katrina. Um, Our school, because I was in elementary school at the time. Oh, God bless it. How the years have flown. Um, (laughs) I was in elementary school at the time when it hit. We ended up evacuating. We went, I don't know, kingdom come. And when we got back. Well, like kingdom any- come what yeah like you go far away you go to kingdom come right but where did you go? i'm just curious where you actually went i actually have no i think we went to tennessee i don't know uh what how do you not know where you where you went you don't remember <sighs> i don't remember i don't remember where we were because we made it into a vacation you were, you were just 12 years old right yeah you don't remember where you went for the the largest event in southern Louisiana recently. Why are you hollering at me? I have Sorry. feelings. I am an emotional human being. <laughs> Begging your pardon, milady. Just uh, it was such a significant event. I just I'll never ever ever in twenty billion millennia forget where I went. I went to New Jersey and I stayed at Creskill Junior Senior High School and I had a sick time. Love you guys. Oh, I know. Shame on me. I'm a bad southerner. I, but we made it like we, we made it into a vacation. And that's why I'm saying I think we went to Tennessee. Like we stayed there for a hot minute. But no, we didn't. Okay. We went to Texas because when we went to Texas, we went to the hotel that had the moon pies all over the floor and they were eaten in the bed and all over the floor. And my mom and grandmother had a fit and they were like, no, this is horse shit. We're leaving, and we left. And I don't remember where we went after that. (laughs) It was somewhere in Texas. Something tells me you've been drinking since you were, like, 10. And (laughs) I'm starting to kind of understand the trajectory of your your, uh, jail career here. Yes. Um, You just confused Texas with Tennessee. I know. Well, we always would go to Tennessee for evacuations. Like, that's where we would go, was Mm. Tennessee. But I think, didn't Katrina go, like, towards Tennessee? Two? Yeah, it took like a an eastern. It took that turn. turn. Yeah. So I think that's what yeah, changed. Yeah, we went it. to Mississippi. Like everyone went to Texas, 
and we thought that the storm was going to Texas, but it would like kind of like die out. So we went to Mississippi, like, haha, like, gotcha, bitch. And then the, the storm just goes, aha, I got you. <laughs> yeah, reverse, gotcha, bitch. And dude, we saw the eye, uh, uh, like, we were in my uncle's hunting lodge, which was like a windy roads into the, the jungle, <laughs> the forest, <laughs> I guess you'd say. Um, storm takes a, a massive like, shift, and we we saw, like, 150-mile-an-hour winds. A tree fell in my dad's car, just splintered the whole thing we had to chainsaw our way back out to the main road God through all these it. like winding like roads just to get to like the water and all this it took us like three days uh it was quite hence maybe my emotional surprise and like oh i went on, I went on vacation maybe it's texas maybe it's tennessee whatever uh something haunts uh but was okay so f- correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't rita right after it it was it katrina was then rita the girls gone wild, they, yep, they yep. said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, so it was that. So when we got back from Texas, um, Rita was like, hey, wait for me too, hold, or hold my beer. And <laughs> my grandmother, no, my grandfather was like, fuck this, we're not leaving. <laughs> and we stayed for Rita, and I was wow. at my wits in, and I was freaking out. And by the time I ended up coming back to life, back to reality, um, I met my best friend because our, our elementary school had taken in a bunch of the New Orleans refugees. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the refugee families. And I met my best friend there. Or well, used to be best friend because, you know, we lost contact. But uh, yeah. Awkward. Doesn't sound like two best of a friend. I know. It was like elementary best friends. She went back oh, to New okay. Orleans for high school. She ended up moving back. I went to Thibodeau for high school. So it was like one of those like, oh. Aw. That makes me sad. I know. That's okay. All right. Well, closing up yeah. over here, what um, what does the future hold for Camille Griffin? What's next, girl? What does the future hold? Dun, dun, dun. I don't know. The mystery of the unknown. Ooh, a little chaos there. I like that. Is this there is no the shi- shining? There's no shining light. No, um, no goal. No utmost. Like, what's your what's your like life's purpose? <laughs> I have no. I don't know. I'm still in the process of figuring that out. Um, uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if theater is where I want to stay. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I have. I have a lot of questions that I need to actually ask myself, and I think I'm just putting off because I don't want to ask. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know. Some of that writing. Uh, maybe we we explore some new depths. You're still a young little little guppy. You got plenty of time to figure it out. Yeah. Um, so, I guess in closing, how can we make the world a better place? What advice do you have for any potential listeners that only Camille Griffin could give? Or that it makes sense for Camille Griffin to give because of the wealth of experiences that she's had? Don't drink and drive, first of all. Don't drink and drive. Or don't get caught don't, and drive. Yeah. Be good or be good at it. Be bad or be good at it. I don't remember. I don't know. Wait, be bad. No, be good or be good at it. Let's go with that one. Haha. Ha. Um, 
Communication is key, right? Communication is key. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree in communication. I would tend to agree with you. Right, so like listening to one another because um, ask questions. It's okay to Mm -hmm. ask questions. You don't have to know everything. It's okay to ask a question. Right. Like, isn't everyone just worried about how stupid they look? So that means you're not going to look stupid. Like, it's, it's like the other person's just worrying about how stupid they look. So if you just say, look, I'm imperfect. I don't know everything. I right. want to figure it out. Let's ask a question. Right, like right. Just, just ask the question. Like, I feel like if people would just ask a question, they wouldn't be so many issues. But, I mean, I don't watch the news, so I don't really know what's going on. I don't want to watch the news because I don't want to yeah, know what's I'm going at, on. I'm so You know, I, I, me too. I'm so disengaged from what's happening. I don't, but I don't need to know because. Right. I will say there's just interesting schools of thought where it's like you have at your access, especially if you develop like a brain trust of just kind of trusted minds. Access to infinite intelligence. It's like, for example, if I had a question, I could just ask you. So, like, I'm like, you know, let's say I'm a pretty smart guy. What about my intellect times your intellect, right? So it goes back to your communication thing. It's like, if I figure out a way to communicate you, which all I should be communicating is just love and respect and positivity, right? Right. What else do you need to communicate? So then I get access to everything you know. And I get access to everything everyone you know knows. Because right. You're just once up. So it's like, dude, don't like, don't like turn inward and try and do everything yourself because you have such a magnificent wealth of resources around you and just the the relationships that you've made. So there's just so much to learn, just by coming into contact with with other people's mind brains. I agree with you. That's a great piece of advice. I'm gonna say read. Yeah. I want to say the more you read, the better person you'll be. Even if you read, like, stupid stuff, because you, you'll be like, this is stupid, and you'll, like, kind of grow and, and learn, and it's just good for your brain, and and it's just come on, it's the best, right? I mean, yeah. My mom's, li- my mom's a librarian, so that kind of informs that, I guess. But reading, just read. Just read. Reading does wonders. It gives you new vocabulary. It, it, it teaches you things that you probably don't know because you're reading, right? Or it gives you more mm-hmm. depth to things that you may already know, may give you new insight. So reading does wonders. Makes people think you're smart. Right. Like, oh, I'm reading. <laughs> right. Um, Here's my reading glasses. <laughs> Pardon me. No lenses. <laughs> All right, Miss Griffin. Well, thank you so much. I know we've been trying to make this happen for like the long... Whoa! for the longest time and I'm glad that it finally happened uh, I just respect you and like you and I think you have a dope future ahead you got like this fiery intensity that I think inspires people around you and you're just sweet as all hell so thank you so much for, for coming on the show today and uh, I guess we'll talk to you next time Oh, shucks well thank you yeah I'll talk to you next time